Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB! I think. Oh, no! No! Not with you! I, I love you, and you seem great and everything, but just not... You know what I mean? I'm trying to do a whole... I'm Cameron Esposito. Thank you so much for being here tonight. I have a lot of folks who I know... Um, that came out that have been a part of this show throughout the years. And I just want to say, first of all, of course, to Ryan, who's been running this thing with me since the start. Ryan is right up there. Let's hear it for Ryan. And Hannah's around here somewhere over there. Producer Hannah. My friend Sarah's in the house. She designed the logo for the show. Let's hear it for Sarah. And, um, yeah, there's lots of other awesome special people here tonight. And then there's also a lot of, uh, you, strangers. And that feels good, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's also good to just have the support of strangers. And then also see, like, some friendly faces that I know have been coming to the show. So it's, like, awesome to have all of that. And, um, and, and I am gonna, no, no, no! I, there's been a few presidents during this show. Um, uh, some, a t- some TV shows and TV appearances, stand-up specials, movies, at least one marriage. Um, come on! Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is the funniest thing to yell when you're getting an applause break. Nothing silence from you? Judgmental, standoffish silence? As people are just like, we see you. Oh, fuck you. Make some noise. And you're just, and you're all, and then I, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> lived in a bunch of different apartments since I've started this show. I lived in my first apartment. When I, when I came to L.A., I came out a little bit earlier uh, than I, I was going to move here. And I, my job was to find a place to sublet. And this is, this is the second time I'd really spent a bunch of time in L.A. This is what it's like being a comic and starting out. I came here for three months before this trip. This is the first time I ever spent actual time in L.A. I came here for three months, and I slept on my friend Mo Welch. I don't know if you know Mo Welch. She's a great stand-up comic who's done this show a bunch of times. She's got an awesome uh, strip, comic strip called Blair. Anyway, um, I, she had a, tr- a, a single, like a, 
Not even a trundle, trundle bed. A trundle bed is where it's a, some sort of small couch, and then if you, you pull a drawer, there's a little area for Harry Potter to sleep in when he's being punished by the Dursleys. And that's where I slept for three and a half months, and Mo had a job and had to work, and I had nothing. And she lived in Echo Park at the time, and every day I just walked from Echo Park to the Barnsdale Art Park and back. That's just what I, like, I just, I just was like, well, I have a job too, Mo. <laughs> and that was what I did every day. That's what I did. And then I went and did stand-up at night. And, um, and then I came out here to try and secure an Airbnb or, like, a short-term a rental, and I, I found a great one. And, okay, I'm trying to figure out how to... This was, like, one of the first... The, one of the first times that, like, so I found this great place and it was in Echo Park, but what I didn't know was that the house right next door was a junkyard. There were, like, uh, 12 garages that when I went to see it were, like, all closed. Um, but at that I must have seen it at, like, 7.52, or maybe even, like, 6.52, because at 7, like, it's like, it's like... All the garages open and they're just welding. They're just welding and breaking down car, like just next to you. Hello, this is an illegal business. We don't have a permit for the, it's fire. Everything's flammable around here. I lived at the top of a hill no one ever walked past because like why would anyone walk? And I just was like, oh, I could die here. No one would know. I don't even know enough people in LA for me to for my body to be found. And then I, but then I had that, I was renting an apartment from somebody and I had met her, you know, cause she like wanted to see that if I was cool, obviously I was. So that's how I got to rent the apartment. And then I like, I was sleeping in her bed and the first movie I ever saw when, while living in LA in this like short term rental was, um, I went to go see The Master and um, I went to see The Master in the theater, right? I think I went to the Arclight, OBS. I think I, I think, I can't remember if one time I accidentally had one day margarita and went to, look, I don't even, I'm, I have addictions and, and things that I do compulsively, and, but it's, alcohol is not one of them. I was just talking about this backstage. I can just like straight up leave a drink and walk away. If I open a beer and I don't, I will recap the beer and then I'll drink it tomorrow or maybe for over the, over a series of eight days. Um, but one time, actually with Ryan, we went down this, we went to get, I like met Ryan and his um, awesome wife, Rachel, who's also my makeup artist. And um, I had one margarita and then I went to go see Back to the Future 2 at the Arclight, um, compl- like hammered. Because that's, I am literally a one beer queer. Like a hunt, like am, am, am. I was hammered. I was so hammered that I did like, honestly, the, like an Arclight, the the biggest sin at the ArcLight. As you know, if you're at the ArcLight, you can kill someone, but you cannot take your phone out at full brightness and text other people, <laughs> which is what I did. So the person next to me was like, Are, do you mind? And I was like, I don't! I don't mind at all! Anyway, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. But the first movie I saw at the ArcLight was The Master, and I... 
And you know, I don't know if you who has seen this movie, The Master. Okay, there's a scene in it where like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, who's like sort of L. Ron Hubbard. So already I'm like, this is a movie about Scientology and the blue things right nearby. You know that whole thing. <laughs> and then uh, there's this scene where El- where. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman goes to a party and there's all these beautiful women playing uh, playing instruments. I don't think it looks like the cantina scene in Star Wars, but it does in my brain. It's like, you know, like whatever it is. And anyway, they're all playing instruments and then the camera, and I, I, I'm like watching this movie and the woman whose house I'm renting is in this fucking scene. Like the first movie I go, it's like, I was like, oh my God! But then how that scene continues is that the camera spins around and then all the women are totally naked. So I was like, oh my God, oh, oh! I'm sleeping in your bed, you know? Where those breasts have been. I still don't know if I, I I still find, I love this city very much. I still find like interacting with people. I still find it okay. <laughs> One of the things that's happened since I started this show was um, I was in I was in Gary Marshall's last movie. That was the, so fucking fun. Gary Gary was like, "Are you doing stand up while you're shooting the movie?" And I was like, "No, I'm, that's how he sounds. That's not even he's not even Jewish. That's." <laughs> That's not, he, that's how he sounded. Um, anyway, I was like, no, Gary, I'm not, because I'm literally, this is like my first big movie. Like, of course I'm not doing, and he was like, oh, bummer. So I set up a show so that he could come see it. And it was, and I sold ticket. Like, it was like a publicly available show in Atlanta where it was literally like, it was like every lesbian, the crew, Gary Marshall. <laughs> He sat front row. He laughed really hard. He like he was so complimentary. He stayed after and like he it was it was so fucking fun working with him. But um, Kate Hudson was in that movie with me. She was like in a lot of scenes with me. She's really nice. She's a nice person. I'm from Chicago. N- nothing. I don't think I understand still like what you're supposed to do when the woman whose bed you're renting's boobs are on. Like I still am like the. Bo- you know, like, I'm still in that place. It's less so, but I do... I mean, my favorite moment of that was when I was shooting that movie, and I was getting along with Kate really well, and I just forgot that our lives had been different. You know, like, just... I don't know how... It happened pretty quickly. <laughs> so we were in between takes, and somebody turned on Madonna's... Um, the Immaculate Collection, which is, like, this this um, compilation album that really got me through high school, just so you know. It's 100% true. Uh, Like a Prayer was important to me in high school, and I took it literally. (laughs) I was, like, really Catholic, and I was just like, Like a Prayer, I will take you there. Like, that's what I mean is, I'm on my knees, and I'm going to take you there praying. In church with Madonna, mother of God. Because <laughs> I never ever gave blowjobs because one time I did, and then at the apropos moment, 
I did one time because my boyfriend had scored six touchdowns in a football game. (laughs) He had scored six touchdowns and run for over 400 yards. And my friend who's sitting next to me, it was literally like he scored his sixth touchdown, crowd went wild, crowd died down at that exact moment. My friend next to me goes, now will you give them a blowjob? And literally like all the parents were like, we also think you should. (laughs) So I tried one time, but then at the apropos moment, I choked and it shot out my nose and... No, it's not, uh, it's not, whatever. Don't get, don't, uh, me. You're the ones who do this. I don't know, are you? I don't know, are you? I don't know. But then I got like a reprieve for a really long time. Actually, for the rest of our relationship. I was like, I, the, I had a medical emergency! It really burned. (laughs) Anyway. I was, there I was, talking to Kate Hudson. (laughs) And the Immaculate Collection came on. I turned to her, I'm like, Kate, oh my God. Like, I I love Madonna. Do you love Madonna? Like, I love Madonna. And she said, yeah. She's not always been very nice to me. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was talking about. That's what I was talking about. I met as a friend, as a friend. Do you like her? She nice to you? She text you back? She texts you back regularly? I just, I still feel, I still feel like that's sort of what I'm like in this environment. Just being like, how do you like Madonna? And they're like, she's actually at my house right now with my parents. My mom is Goldie Hawn. And I'm like, no, no, yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> I was once in Telluride, which is a small town in, in Colorado, doing stand-up comedy at a festival there. And uh, first of all, everybody else who was on the festival was, this was a thing, this doesn't happen so much anymore, but this was a thing that I am like, okay, there was a time, there was a time, when I started doing stand-up, there were like no women that were my age. There were like no women, there were no women doing stand-up. So, uh, and we never had to do stand-up together. There were never two women on a show. Are you kidding? What are you gonna burn your women? You need to space them out so that every three months you can have a woman on your show. And anyway, this isn't, this isn't, the, the people who booked this festival were super nice, but there, there's a group of dudes who started at the UCB in New York. It's like Jason Manzukis is a part of it, Nick Kroll, Paul Shear, Rob Hubel. They are, they've all been friends for like 20 years. They started together. They're best friends with each other. They're like maybe five or 10 years older than me. And the first year I went to do this festival in Telluride, it was just so clear. Like I just said yes, because I was like, cool, yes. I'll perform in a cool place. And then I got there and it was all of them. And I realized that they had been doing this festival for like 10 years as a group of best friends. And then that, the year I was there was the year the booker was like, shit, I guess we need a random woman. (laughs) 
to mix into these group of best friends. <laughs> it was fun. They were very nice to me, and I went back the next year. But the year that I was there the first time, uh, Rob Hubel and Paul Shear were hosting the show, and The Hateful Eight was shooting in Telluride at the time, but there was no snow, so shooting had stopped, had been halted. And the cast and crew were just walking around town, including Kurt Russell, who's one of the stars of that movie, who grew for that movie like a Yosemite Sam joke mustache. (laughs) And Telluride's a really small town, so there was one thing to do the night that we were performing there, which was go to the opera house to see this stand-up show. And Kurt came and sat like front row center with that fucking ridiculous facial hair, but also a giant white cowboy hat. It was, and he was, he was actually literally lit so that the whole audience was like, oh, I guess there's comedy, but that's also Kurt Russell. I was in the wings being like, I can't believe I'm gonna, I mean, this isn't, I hadn't met, I hadn't met Kate yet. Like, I, I was like, I can't believe I'm gonna get to perform for Kurt Russell, star of Overboard. Anyway, um, it's a very good movie. I will say though, like lesbian culture, don't you agree? Doesn't everybody, do you, who remembers this movie? He's like, he builds like a, his like big thing is that he builds like Goldie Hawn, like a, like a wooden rotating like shoe closet and he wears overalls a lot. He's really into golf. Okay. (laughs) Sure. Men like that stuff. But anyway, I was in the wings. Paul and Rob fucked around for so long doing a, an extended audience participation bit that they walked Kurt Russell from front row. He left. He got up during their bit and left the show never to return. I, no, don't even feel bad about it. It's the, one of the most pop, the pop, one of the most powerful power moves I've ever seen. <laughs> Do you know how sure of yourself you have to be to say, everyone knows my first and last name <laughs> and can see me, but I want to go home. <laughs> and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that because that's what's right for me. I really feel like that's where I'm trying to get to. As a, I'm serious. I'm serious. I shot a stand-up special here, uh, Rape Jokes, and there was the fake... Thank you. The, that's very nice of you. The first taping, I was like a nervous wreck. I knew we had to get it. The first taping, I was 15 minutes into a set, and a guy in the audience, there's cameras, <laughs> got up and left. And I, was, I thought he... And he... This is what he said also as he was leaving... Um, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna miss my bus. <laughs> he was so apologetic and really nice. I don't feel like he was upset by the content at all. I just think he thought the show was gonna be 11 minutes. <laughs> he came to a show and thought, so surely I'll get out of here by 7-Eleven, the store. And then it was 7.13 or whatever, and he was like, fuck! This was unforeseen! 
Washington. And he got up and ruined the shot. And what I'm saying is, it's time to end this show. Because sometimes in life, you have to know when to leave. Do you understand what I'm saying? You gotta take care of yourself and get your shit together. And even if everyone knows your first and last name, you're wearing a reflective white cowboy hat. (laughs) You have to go where you want to be. So um, I appreciate from the bottom of my heart the years of support that you all have given this show. And I promise promise you that you will get to see me other places real soon. Wow, exciting. But in the meantime, I, uh, I got to handpick a really fun group of comics. And I like, love this group of comics. It's not, it's not like the best friends. You know, like everybody here is a group of five best friends. It's like five comics that I think really stand for what this show is, which is that they're all different. They don't necessarily know each other. They're, they've been doing it for different lengths of time. They're different, you know ages, races, sexualities. That, that is what I love about what we've done here the whole time. And I really think that like every show um, in the city should be trying for that. This first comic is a favorite of ours. I, I love this performer. I know he's going to crush your hearts and minds. So let's hear it right now for the amazing Shane Torres. Give it up. Okay, I'm here to crush your hearts. Uh, <laughs> drink it up, ladies. <laughs> oh no, it is. Uh, it's cool to be on the show one last time. Uh, I don't live here, but it's nice. To, they always are very nice to me when I come to town, so I really appreciate it, and I'll miss this show too. Um, that being said, this will be a significant shift in material. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I don't. I don't get gigs Kurt Russell's showing up to, whether he stays or not. They're not. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, Can someone please tell me, why don't everything bagels cost more? Is, Is that not weird to anybody else? That everything bagels are the only thing that come with everything? That costs the same as it coming with nothing. <laughs> it's crazy to me that you're not all standing up right now. The, it is fucking nuts. Name another thing where the base model costs the same as the deluxe model. You can't even do that with pizza, which is right next door to bagel. That's fuck. You guys know what bagels are, right? <laughs> Jewish donuts? Like, I... I'm not up here saying the earth is flat. That's weird. Look, I'm from a little town called Crowley, Texas. Not a lot of bagel shops where I come from, okay? So I moved to New York City to make it, which I did. Uh, <laughs> wasn't even that hard. Uh, Yeah, I'll give you Lauren's phone number. I don't care. Uh, 
But I get there, and I walk into one of their fine Jewish bodegas. <laughs> I say, hey, Rabbi, give me one of your people's. I'm cutting it up, you know, making small talk. Oh, I love how y'all put the frosting in the middle. That's cool. <laughs> Boil bread, what? <laughs> After a little bit, he says to me, well, what kind of bagel would you like? And I say, well, what do you suggest? It's called pseudo-intellect. When you don't know the answer, you ask a question. <laughs> president does it all the time. Uh, <laughs> you're like, where are your taxes? What is cheese? Fuck if I know. Uh, and I go, what do you suggest? And he go, well, the everything bagel is our most popular bagel. <laughs> and I was just like, well, here comes the upsell. <laughs> I say, how much more is it? And he go, it's the same <laughs> as any other bagel. And I said, I beg your pardon? <laughs> and he goes, it's the same as any other bagel. And I know a bargain when I hear one. <laughs> so I say, I'll have that. Then I wait for four minutes, filling with a great anticipation expecting everything <laughs> and then he hands me a piece of foil that's just warm enough to remind me that I have not been intimate with a woman for some time <laughs> I open it up expecting to find everything career happiness <laughs> Instead, I found a piece of bread with four different kinds of specks on it. <laughs> like, what are these wishes? And I looked at him and I said, Hey, motherfucker! I asked for everything. And then he said something I was unprepared for. He just goes, Well, everything to you might not mean everything to me. And I was like... <laughs> You're right, another lesson from the Torah. I, uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> sweet um, so um, we lost my mom this year uh, we'll find her uh, like we're putting up posters and stuff uh, now she died uh, it's my last time here might as well go out with a bang uh, but um, one of the things that's been uh, very odd about it is uh, um, my mother was an immigrant she was from southern Ireland she's from a small village over there so we buried her over there. So, I mean, uh, you think traveling with a kid is tough. Uh, <laughs> you gotta check them. Uh, oh, just wait. Uh, but I was, we buried her uh, there actually early into last year. Uh, and I was over there a few months ago doing shows. I'm international now. And uh, I was in Dublin, and I was like, oh, I'll go down and, you know. <laughs> Stand at a grave. I, like, like, I've always thought it's weird when people talk in movies at a grave. Like, cause I, look, I don't know if I believe in God, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't believe in me. Uh, 
So I go down to the grave and I like I start talking, you know, like uh, fucking Pat's doing great, got an A, or you know, like <laughs> I didn't. And then like halfway into it, I was like, you don't think this. So I was like, well, what do you do? And I just started thinking about like my memories of my mom and my mom like. Uh, she made me proud to be her son. So, like, so I don't know how to say it other than that, but she was, like, my favorite person. Uh, so I was there, and I thought of my favorite memory, uh, which is when I was uh, five, like, on the first day of school. Like, a lot of little fat kids, I was scared. Uh, and I uh, feel like you're laughing at me. Uh, but I, w I was terrified, and my mom, she, had this, she always had this way of making me at ease, so she just, like, she kissed the center of my hand, and she's like, this is a magic kiss. It'll keep you safe for the rest of your life. Yeah. But you also remember weird shit. <laughs> like one time she told me my father had a sexy mouth. <laughs> and then she told me I had my father's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you guys take care of yourselves. Thanks very much. Put your hands together. Appreciate it. Keep it going. Very funny. Shane Torres. Hey, I just want to ask. I just want to ask you all a question. Who here is here to see? Put your hands together tonight for the first time. Who's this? Their first show. You can clap. You don't have to. Your raised hands mean nothing to me. <laughs> What about who has seen, who is here for like the second time? Who's seen it before, but they're back. Okay. Who's seen it like five or more times? Wow, that's awesome. Who's seen it like t more than 10 times? Okay, who's seen it like maybe more than 20 times? That's like still a very solid group of people. Let's hear it for those folks. That has meant a lot to me. Thank you. And d is that you over there? Did you drive up from San Diego? Um, yes, yeah, you. Yes. How's it going? Uh, great. Yeah? Yeah, I'm happy to be here before you guys wrap things up. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Um, awesome. Are you, are you currently, are you still in the service right now? Uh, yes, I am. Awesome. Awesome. Stationed in Chicago. Stationed in Chicago? Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Well, as always, thank you for your service and thank you so much for coming to see the show. Yeah. I can see you out there in the audience. I don't know if I've met you. Oh, man. I'm watching The Sopranos right now for the first time because my life is stressful and that's relaxing. I put on The Sopranos, I'm like, finally, I'll get some sleep. I literally, I'm not kidding. I put on The Sopranos. I fall asleep. I wake up in the morning. The Sopranos is still on. I'm not falling asleep in front of the TV. It is on my phone next to me in bed. All night, I'm sleeping through gunshots. Just being like, ah. I wasn't like, I was not, my dad was really mad when this, when The Sopranos was, I can't remember when it, debuted like 90 nine does that seem right yeah. okay 
So I still would have been at home. I, I definitely wasn't allowed to watch it, and I still would have been at my parents' house and wasn't allowed to watch The Sopranos because my family's Italian-American. My dad was like, this show is offensive, and it is misleading about our people. I also wasn't allowed to watch Ellen. And I think my dad was just like, all of this is too on the nose. Don't learn about yourself. Stay in the dark. One time my dad came home and I was watching. We didn't even have cable. Uh, we, I think we got, I think it was, this must have been like the day we got cable. I like turned it on and uh, the MTV Movie Awards were on and it was the year that, uh, you know the year it was. <laughs> Am I right, queer women? Where are you? You know what I'm talking about? Who knows what I'm talking about? I'm looking for someone that is gonna deliver the correct answer. Second row, I'm talking to you. What am I talking about? The kiss. The kiss. Who was involved in this kiss? kiss. No. no. It's earlier than that. Thank you for your, thank you for playing this game called what active lesbian m- memory am I referring to? Yes, in the back. It is the cruel intentions kiss. I didn't know that we could play this game. This is the most fun game I've ever played. I like truly, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I've gone to the Blockbuster. I've rented a movie. I don't know I'm gay yet. This is a movie that I am just for some reason watching on my knees in front of the VCR so that I can touch the eject button. What movie did I rent from the Blockbuster? Can anyone, does anyone here want to guess? Does anyone here want to want it? Wager a guess. I'm a young person, I still live at home. What is the movie that I have rented from the Blockbuster? Clap if you know. Okay, yes, you. What do you? Wild Things? It's not Wild Things, but I do own three copies of Wild Things. <laughs> Two on VHS and one on DVD. <laughs> what were you going to say? It's not wild things! Oh! Um, it is weirdly, and here's a strange reveal, boys don't cry. Now, it's a, that's a sad one. And also, that should have been a trans actor. But, but, um, if you're a young person, and you don't really know what's going on with you, you can just watch uh, the beginning of that movie on a loop. And it will... <laughs> without knowing why, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, okay, all right, well, I'll come back out with more <laughs> of this game. What is the queer moment that's in my mind that I'm describing? <laughs> it's very vaguely. <laughs> okay, this is so fun. <laughs> hey, this next comic is honestly... I either the first or second comic that I ever opened for that brought me on the road with them. So um, not only am I just like so in awe always of this person's talent, but I like truly am so glad that they were kind to me when I was a comic who was just starting out. So let's hear it right now for the amazing Maria Bamford.
My my parents were extras in my television show, Take My Wife. My parents were extras, and they had to sit with each other and be at a cafe. And they would not stop actually talking to each other. For realism. Like, they were like, but we're, but it's, but we, like, like, literally, it was the... <laughs> The scene would be shooting, and it would just be like the, and we would be, and somebody would have to say, "I'm so sorry, but you don't. You could do nothing, or move your lips, but no sound is coming out." And they would both go, "Sound is coming out." When when is sound the whole time? You're actually talking at a low volume. And then they'd be like, how about now? No, it's still now. Still now. Then we just finally had to say, don't move your mouth at all. So there's a scene of Take My Wife where my parents are just staring at each other in the background. Um, I am going to get it. Don't worry. I'm going to keep it rolling um, in just a second. How are you? Are you doing well? well. Yeah? What did you do today? Uh, Yeah? What do you do? Uh, I'm an accountant at USC. What? You're an accountant at the university? Like you work for the university as an accountant? You must, correct me if I'm wrong, handle a lot of money. Am I right? (laughs) Colleges? Do you know what I mean? You pay them a lot of money. Not your department. What do you, are you? In a, you're a department-specific accountant. Uh, yeah. What department? Uh, uh, tech transfer. Uh, so all the patents and intellectual properties of the university are department managers. So, what you what you're describing to me is nothing I knew even existed. <laughs> that what is specific job you have? You. What'd you say? Oh, I didn't know about it either until I applied for the job. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any relevant experience, or were you like, mm. um, I worked as an accountant, not for a university before. Yeah. Not for, for not for Oh. Yeah. Well, someone over there. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Who was that? What, what's, what was that about? Do you... It's a little bit of judgment from the back. (laughs) Do you like your job? (laughs) Nah, okay. Well, luckily this is just being podcast, so if you tell me your first and last name, we can get you fired. Uh, what do you do? No, not you. The I do want to ask you, but first, let's start with her in the back. What do you do? I'm a philanthropic consultant. <laughs> <laughs> who, who hires you? Celebrities and uh, corporations. People with money. <laughs> See, but you understand that I don't know if you're good or bad. You know that, right? Like, I mean, I think you're good. 
celebrities hire you as a philanthropic consultant. Well, have I got the client for you. Maria, come back out. <laughs> She's giving 11%. She's giving 11%. What do you do? You felt like it felt like you wanted to talk about it. Yeah. No, I know, but I but also I will say this, and it's not a bad thing. Some audience members, like, if you think I'm talking to you, then I'm like, well, this is a present person who wants to talk to me, but not in a bad way, you know? So what do you do? Actually, a non-philanthropic consultant. <laughs> Are you serious? Just like a regular You're consultant. You're a fucking regular consultant. <laughs> also, can I just ask you, and this is just a personal request from me to you, could you add non-philanthropic to your job title? <laughs> Will you consider, I, what I want you to do is, what time do you start, what time do you have to be at your job? Next Monday. Next. <laughs> what? You work at, are you just off for the week? I'm on vacation. Oh yeah, okay, I got it. <laughs> but like, what's your start time? 8.30-ish. 8.30-ish. Okay, I want you walking into your boss's office, 8.29. You're like, I got in a little bit early today because I really, it's important to me for the growth of my career in the future for the next job I got. Not this job, which I know is secure and you're a great boss and I'm learning a lot from you. But I want to make sure that in case something happens with the company, I'm protected. And that's why I'm asking you to add non-philanthropic. <laughs> And then at the end, for assholes. <laughs> who want to keep their money and not give it away. <laughs> Please, sir! Please! Maybe your boss is a woman. No, I don't think so. Anyway, um... Well, we've got three great comics left. This next comic is somebody that I've known for a very long time, uh, from back in Chicago, and he's doing so great, and so it's great to have him on the show for his first time. A really awesome comic, working, successful, all these things, but never done this show. Snuck it in under the wire. <laughs> so please welcome the stage with that big round of applause that we always give when it's somebody's first time, Clark Jones! Give it up for Clark! Hey, 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 hey! What's up, y'all? Y'all are great. Y'all are great. Um, let's start off easy. Let's start off easy. Reparations. Who's... This is the easiest question. This is the shit you practice answering when no black people are around. You're like, yo, if they ask this, I got the answer. I don't know where it's gonna happen. Who's in favor of reparations? All right. I, I as well am in favor of reparations, but I think we should start small for my personal taste. It's a little weird, but I think that the fist emoji should only come in black. <laughs> I have no other uses for the other shades of fist. Like I really, I've never, I don't feel comfortable when my friends or allies send them to me. Like just. I don't, I don't understand how Bart Simpson's knuckles are gonna come for me when I'm celebrating. It's just, I only need one color. Um, I'm very proud of myself as a black dude. I went to therapy recently. Uh, yeah, we don't really do that shit. We just, we just go to barbershops. 
But I went and uh, the therapist, he was like, Clark, I want to recommend something to you that I know that you've never done before but changed my life. He was like, Clark, I want you to see a musical called Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Anybody familiar with this piece of art? It's beautiful. Steven Sondheim is a fucking genius. I love him. Y'all know Sondheim. He ghost wrote West Side Story, America's favorite jingle on gentrification. He's a genius. So I go to see it, and uh, at the end, I'm like, yo, Sondheim is one of the top, my top five lyricists of all time because of one song. There's a song called uh, Words Pies in London sang by Mrs. Lovett. Mrs. Lovett is the owner of a pie shop. She can't use real meat, can't afford it, so she used the little animals in the neighborhood. This is a white woman. I'm just painting a picture. I'm not, I didn't cast her. This is a white woman owning a pie shop, uses the little animals. And in Words Pies in London, these are real lyrics written by Stephen Sondheim. He goes, <clears throat> Mrs. Lovett has a pie shop, does a business, but I noticed something weird. Lately, all her neighbor's cats have disappeared. Gotta hand it to her. What a course, enterprise, popping pussies into pies. What? Those are real lyrics written by a white man in 1978. Stephen Sondheim was writing Cardi B lyrics before popping pussies into pies. Damn it. I was so taken, so enthralled. I tried to get some of my friends on the south side of Chicago to go see Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street, and they were not fucking having it. <laughs> like, man, we ain't going to see no musical. I'm like, dude, we watch The Wiz every Christmas. Come on, man. You memorize Dream Girls. Let's go see Sweeney Todd. They're like, nah, man, we can't relate. He like a London dude. We can't relate to shit that's happening in London. I tried to explain to them, Sweeney Todd is about a barber with an attitude problem. <laughs> because a crooked judge won't let him see his daughter. Yeah. That sounds like every barber we've ever had, man. You gotta step out of your comfort zone, you know? About me, I, uh, I'm a single dude, but I got a good attitude. That's rare. I try to keep things balanced. You gotta be balanced, have a balanced outlook on things, you know? Like, I still believe in soulmates. If you're single, don't give up. There's somebody who was meant just for you, and you were meant for somebody. I believe in soulmates, but I also believe that person may already be dead, right? Like, it's a chance. No, I'm not a negative person. (laughs) I'm not saying they didn't. I'm saying they don't anymore. Like, God made them, but you were catching up on Stranger Things. It's your fault. Leave the house. I'm saying um, like everybody in the room I attended a historically black college in Atlanta <laughs> just like the whole front row yeah Morehouse yes same school as Dr. King and they never let you forget it at black colleges they don't fix your problems they just remind you of who used to go there right <laughs> And I'm from the Midwest, I'm from Chicago, like Cameron was saying, in the Midwest, we do this thing where we apologize before we ask for things we feel belong to us. Like if you go to a diner with my grandmother, she'll be at a diner, she'll say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but could we get some clean silverware? And it's very <laughs> passive aggressive, right? It's rude but direct. So I went to the building, um, I had a real issue, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but there's no door on my door, right? <laughs> 
she got very upset. She's like, oh, sir, I can't believe you're complaining about a door here at this prestigious institution where Dr. King went. Dr. King never complained about doors. He dug himself out every morning. <laughs> sir, are you better than Dr. King? And I was like, yeah, a little bit. Well, let me explain why. I got reasons I ain't just talking crazy. These are all facts. Dr. King spoke in front of a lot of people. I speak in front of a lot of people. Dr. King was a C student in college. I was a C student in college. Here's where it gets crazy, but true. Dr. King cheated on his wife, Coretta Scott King, many times. I have never cheated on Coretta Scott King. Never. Never even thought about it. Slightly better. Fix my damn door. Hey, I've been Clark Jones. Thank y'all so much. Oh, a lot of fun. Okay, it's the first lesbian movie I saw in the theaters. It's the first lesbian movie I saw in the theaters. John Hamm is in it, but he has a very small role. Thank you. (laughs) Kissing Jessica Stein from the back, very good. Very good. Kissing Jessica Stein from the back, a totally different movie. Actually, that's a good one. Um, (laughs) Something that a girlfriend of mine downloaded off of LimeWire (laughs) that taught me people can have anal sex facing each other. (laughs) Yes, it's Queer as Folk. Yes. (laughs) This is extremely fun. It has taken no time. To get these answers, there was one that nobody could get. That was "Boys Don't Cry." But other than that, but did you? But people had answers immediately, and this is very important to remember. You know that we have a a, a, a culture. <laughs> now, here's who I want to hear from. Clap if you've known not one thing I've been talking about. Okay. <laughs> It's you? You're the one? Wait, was, was there, was that, was there, was that, clap if there, is it, is it really just that person? No. Is there another, okay, there's this person. There's a person over there in the corner, that person, okay. And how many, anyone else? Over here. Thank you. I love this audience. Do you see how good I am at my job in making you feel comfortable? Now, many comics will come on stage, they will humiliate you for your haircuts or other things, but not Cami Esposito, because when I say, please, single yourself out as not knowing what's going on. You know that what's going to happen next is going to be okay. And so if I can't see you, you will yell out, over here! I also don't know this! I don't know what you mean! I don't know this! <laughs> Not one thing, you haven't known one thing I've been talking about during this section. I don't mean to be offensive, but I'm probably 
don't mean to be offensive, but we are nothing without our history. <laughs> How old are you? Now, what I like about, first of all, I just, want, I just want to say two things. Number one, I'm not offended that we're not the same age because I know how time works. So there was, so I, I love that, I know, I know why you said I don't mean to offend you, but even in LA, like I'm proud of my age, you know? And also, I, what I like about the way you phrase that, not to offend you, and again, I'm not offended. I like that you said, but I think I might be younger than you. So you thought maybe I was 21. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think there's a chance that you are over 22 my age. Yeah, I am, I am older than you. Um, okay, all right, fine, okay, fine. Um, you do one for me. Yeah, give me like a, I mean, okay, I don't, first of all, how's your, how's your, How's your cultural knowledge of queer shit? It's getting better? It could be better. Okay, all right. Well, it can be, how's your, let me ask you a follow-up question. How's your cultural knowledge of straight shit? <laughs> Experientially high. <laughs> You're 22, did you just graduate from college? What did you study? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Such, <laughs> such specific word choice. I believe that you have a big future ahead of you. You should be a lawyer, but a psychological <laughs> You're gonna be okay, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> Your Honor, experientially high! <laughs> Do you see what I mean? That works. I think you have a bright future ahead of you. <laughs> I really like you, and I think you're brave for speaking to me. I know that I can tell that it's hard, and I really think you did a good job. <laughs> you crushed it. You crushed it! You crushed it! Okay, we've got two great comics left. Everybody in here is such a sweetie. I want to talk to you all about your lives, what you're into, and I will return for one, after I introduce this comic, for one final introduction. So that's your moment. If you've been coming to the show for a long time and I've talked to other sweeties, okay, this will be your moment. Do you think you could, yeah, okay, all right, all right, all right. It's gonna be good. Um, this next comic is now. This next comic uh, worked on Take My Wife. That uh, was a was a writer's assistant, an awesome person on Take My Wife. So stood out on that show to me uh, that I hired her, and, and she now produces my other podcast, which is called Query. Um, so she's a super important person in my life. Uh, because I literally am not on the ball about that at all. And sometimes I just have to text her. I'm like very on, 
on the ball about a lot of things, but just not about that podcast uh, because I know I can count on this person. You know, like she's so good at her job. And I'm so glad to work with her. And then I'm also so glad that she's an awesome and funny comic who I get to support and pay and continue to help her as she has like gotten a bunch of jobs and just seems to be crushing it. So I'm super proud of this person. Let's hear it right now. And this is, and what I've done here is fucked her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, how, literally. I'm so sorry, Sierra. I should have gone real, you know, but then I've just been kind and really... But I do believe in you. I really believe in you. Uh, let's hear it for my friend, Sierra Catow. Give it up for Sierra. You guys got my work history, so we're all square. I love it. I love a good resume before the show. No, I'm very, I'm very thankful to Cameron for having me on. I, uh, you know, she gave me my first job out here in LA. So, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yep. So give it up for her. Yeah, keeping it, keeping it light and funny. Keeping it light and funny. That's what I do. I actually did something kind of rough happen to me right before I came on. I, uh, I had like one chin hair, and I just pulled it off. <laughs> And I was really starting to like that little guy, you know? <laughs> so it's a bummer. It's a sad day today. Um, no, I mean, I don't know. What's going on with me? I guess I, I found this out about myself recently um, in the nighttime. I found out that I can wear an eye mask. You know, one of those? Yeah. Uh, as a bra. So that's <laughs> pretty fun. Thanks. I know. One of the skills. Um, I uh, I would say I know why. It's because I never graduated past like the training bra phase of life. You guys know this one. <laughs> training bra phase. Yeah. I see some graduates here tonight. So congratulations. <laughs> uh, we didn't all make it out. You know. Uh, but actually, I yeah. You know, it, training bra phase. For those who don't know, it's basically when you're uh, you're going through puberty, and I guess you're developing breasts or whatever people do. And. Um, <laughs> You're supposed to wear a training bra, which then trains you to uh, wear a big girl bra, you know? Um, so I guess I didn't train hard enough, you know? Uh, or, or I trained too damn hard, because clearly, like, my boobs died in some training accident. I don't know. They didn't make it home, so that's a bummer. But real fun. Uh, this was cool. I, I recently was asked out by a teen. So, thank you. I know. Still got it, you know what I mean? So, sorry. Um, but I get it. I know I can look younger than I am. Um, you know, and I, I blame Asian don't raisin. That's one of the commandments, you know. Didn't make it up. It's similar to black don't crack or brown don't frown. I'm sure other ethnicities have weirdly racist rhymes, too. Um... <laughs> Just seems like a lot of words, you know, just to say, uh, white people don't age so well. You know, I don't, I don't know why. Skirting around that one, but okay, you know. I could come up with that. Uh, white guys better moisturize? That's a fun one. That's, it's just, it packs in some advice. It's dry out there, guys, okay. Um, I love lotion. Oh, I did do a show recently at the UCLA Medical School. 
It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was for the med school students. Uh, it was specifically for the Asian American Student Association. So yeah, you know, most of the medical school. We're doing, <laughs> we're doing well. You know. Uh, so that was fun. I, you know, I was a little jealous because like they're gonna be doctors soon. You know, like they've made it. Uh huh. And they kind of uh, they turned it on me. They're like, well, Sierra, you're a comic. When will you know you've made it? Right? Is it when you get your Netflix special or your sitcom? What's it gonna be? You know? And I was like, geez. You know, I mean, uh, comedy is uh, it's not as easy as medicine. Okay. Um, <laughs> Right? I don't know. Like, I guess if I had to pick something, I'd know I've made it uh, when I marry a doctor. So, um, <laughs> if the, the singles can come to the front, right? I think I have a lump in my breast. I think so. Uh, right? Don't ask me about health insurance. Don't do it. Um, but, yeah. Think back to the fact I used to play basketball. Yeah. I know. Why'd she quit? Please save the questions till later. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I do. I remember uh, my first practice. I went in. I stood at 310, right? That's a height, not a time. <laughs> um, it, was, it was embarrassing. No, I would say my mom, though, she tried to dress me in what she thought basketball players wore, which, of course, was like head-to-toe red Chinese sweats. Very thick polyester, you know, very non-breathable. And then... Underneath the sweatshirt, she put me in like a t-shirt, um, a cute little t-shirt with a little panda bear right here, a little panda, you know, and then underneath the panda, it just said, um, it said, God don't make no trash, and he made me, so I'm not trash. You know, right, right. The, um, the common saying that all basketball players know, you know, um, so that was good. And I remember, like, not wanting to take the sweatshirt off during practice. I was just, like, running around. And they're like, you want to maybe, like, shed a layer? I was like, no, because I couldn't let them see the God don't make no try. You know, I was like, please. And, uh, and I don't know. You know, I, I knew the shirt was kind of weird. Like, I just, uh, we weren't even a religious family. Like, I think, I don't know why we had that shirt. I think we just went with whatever religion had the cheapest shirts, which in this case was panda creationism or something. I don't know what that one was. Um, so, I don't know. Looking back, I should have just been comfortable taking off the sweatshirt. And if anybody made fun of it, right, I'd just be like, hey, I don't know if you heard, but um, God don't make no trash, and he made me, so not trash. <laughs> Sorry, all right? And, uh, yeah, if you have an issue with that, take it up with the panda upstairs, you know? <laughs> not my department, okay? But strange. Ooh, uh, I, I know... This is uh, this is interesting. Have you guys heard? There's a lot of a lot of creepy dudes out there. A lot of creepy dudes. Yeah, you know who you are, right? Are we are we here tonight? No, uh, just kidding. Creepy dudes, stay back, right? Right. Oh, unless you're a doctor, then come to the front. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I just I've learned this though from a lot of my uh, female friends that like if they're worried about creepy dudes creeping, you know, we kind of feel like. Instead of just saying no to the dudes, we have to give a reason why, right? So instead of just being like, no, we have to be like, oh, sorry, I have a boyfriend. Meaning, you know, I'm property of someone else, and it's a man, so it counts, so no touchy. That's <laughs> essentially the script, right? And, you know, and I wish you could just be like, no, and that's it. But, I mean, it's not really, it's not in my nature. Like, I think a lot of 
friends have said maybe it's because I'm a bit of a pushover or something. I don't know, right? I mean, they could say whatever they want about me. What am I going to do? <laughs> um, but I would say, though, that um, I think from now on I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to, like, you know, just stand up for myself, be firm. Uh, so a little trick I'm doing now is basically, like, if a guy's coming on to me, I'm not interested, right? Just like, uh, sir, uh, sorry, not sorry. See that twist? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I can't, I'm actually, I'm 12 years older. I was born in 2007. All right, that's Asian Don't Raisin. All right, thank you, guys. I'm Sierra. Have a good night. Sierra, one more time. It's Sierra Catal. So, how are you? Yeah, how was your day? What did you do? Uh, I just uh, hung out in my hotel. It's my first day off in a while. So. Ooh. Yeah. You hung out in your hotel. It's your first day off in a while. Did you try? What? Why? <laughs> What's um, the how? You so know what I, I mean? I work, I do executive protection. So you do what? Executive protection. Executive protection? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like a bodyguard. You're a bodyguard? Essentially, yeah. <laughs> so I, I normally live on the East Coast. I used to live here. I used to live down the street, which is why I was here often. Right. But uh, I don't anymore. Because you moved to the East Coast. Back home to the East Coast. To, pr- to protect executives. <laughs> <laughs> most, most of the executives I protect are out here. In LA, it's oh. What the hell? <laughs> what do you wear at your job? Depends. Usually, you know, a suit with some Kevlar. And, Do you, uh, you know, what? All <laughs> yeah, we look fancy. Why haven't I talked to you? <laughs> this is a stupid thing I've done. No, or an amazing thing that you have done because you said to yourself, when I said, is there anyone here I really need to talk to? You were like, what if she ends the show and doesn't know that I can say the word Kevlar <laughs> as a part of my work uniform? And I mean, I understand there's all uh, the, the folks in the military, but, uh, but oh, what? Too. It's all yeah. about timing, right? No, I don't know what. It's all about timing? <laughs> of what? Oh, oh, this. Oh my God, I thought you were saying Kevlar was all about timing. I was like, wow, I made a This is not the right reaction to that. <laughs> what I just had is not the right reaction. You, cool, okay, all right, okay. I feel normal, um, as you can tell. Can I ask you, beautiful skirt, did you expect this to be what was going on? This feels like a big reveal, right? Okay, yeah. Um, do, what do you do? You, what do you do with this? Do you know what I mean? Do you ever do this kind of thing? Are you ever doing that? Do you know what I mean? One of these? We wear, we wear they're called serve kits. Yeah, we wear them. Yeah. Sometimes you put the little microphone key. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you go. That's why you can't wear this jacket because you zip your thing up. Really bad. Sometimes you wear a mic right here. Sometimes right here. Depends. Yeah, you know what? You know who else does? 
Do you know who sometimes wears a mic right here? Me. We're the same. <laughs> you know, but honestly, we straight up have the same job. I'm not even kidding. Do I live out of hotels? Fucking yes, I do. Do I sometimes have a mic right here? Yes. Yes. Do I have to wear specific jackets to do my job? Yes. <laughs> Have I been hired to protect you? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I think that's why you're here. Okay. Um, well, I'm just, I'm thrilled that you're here. And thank you for sharing your job with me. I've got just only one million more questions. <laughs> but don't worry, I'll get to them at the next show that I host up for you and see other you guys it's why I fucked with you <laughs> oh I made you sad right at the end well so sorry I've been sad all day so deal with it <laughs> I'm sorry if you got sad for a minute no it's, everything's fine I don't know what's going on but for some reason the only thing I can do right now first of all round of applause for this person for this person for that person for that person for that person for you that person you. Round of applause for all those people for their participation tonight. Did I say Cody earlier? Why didn't I? <laughs> Cody takes photos for us. <laughs> Cody, what if I didn't do that? You should have hired her to kill me. I think that's... <laughs> The opposite of what she does. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what is a bodyguard? That's when you kill someone else. Anyway, as I said, I'm watching The Sopranos. Um, well, we've got one final comic on this show, and it does. this does feel like the right comic, uh, really, because when I first moved to L.A., um, this comic was, you know, friendly and nice to me, and we really got along, and... And they're so funny. And then um, what's awesome right now is that uh, I just moved to a new apartment. And when I moved into that place, there's a billboard at the end of my block that has this person's face on it because they just had the second season of their show come out. And it's all of that has happened like since I've known them. So it does feel like this is like the right person to just sort of end this particular chapter of like, these are awesome comics who've all been so hilarious tonight, right? And one thing that is really, that I'm like so grateful for about being part of the LA scene is that when I moved here, I could see, you know, the comics that I loved the most in the world, like Maria Bamford, just around, right? Or, and then I could also watch comics that I had just met, like, start their career. And then I can also watch comics who are, have moved here since then, like Sierra, you know, like, really enter the, the scene. And so I'm so grateful that this is the comic closing us out. Let's hear it right now for Matt Ingebretson. You might know him from his Comedy Central show, Corporate. and remember that this happened and that you were cute. Oh, sparkle skirt. That is looking good on here. Hey, let's hear it for all 
the awesome comics you saw tonight. Thank you so much for coming out. I'm Cameron Esposito. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.